0: Warning, 30 Screams or Less may contain spoilers about movies that have recently been released. If you haven't seen the movie, go watch it, come back, and enjoy the show. Or, if you don't want to waste your time watching the movie and rather have two random horror dudes watch it for you, we got you covered as well. everyone to 30 screams or less where we review horror movies in less than 30 minutes so you don't have to today's movie we're going to be reviewing it's called the menu and this movie can be found on hbo max uh it's directed by mark Mylod, written by seth reese and will Tracy, i think will tracy yeah okay starring ralph fines uh, the new scream queen anna taylor joy anya taylor joy my apologies new scream queen anna taylor joy one day i will get that name right Nicholas Holt and John Leguizamo. Is he making a comeback now? Because he was in the uh, Violent Night, and now he's in this. The world needs more ja- John Leguizamo. Yeah, I mean, my favorite movie of all time is The Pest. Your standards are pretty fucking low. Yeah, what you don't like? Uh, um, you know, head of the board with a you know carrot top. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, man, no, I'm not, not a- a, I'm not into it. And I've also, I mean, that came out when I was like fucking 12 years old, so. Oh
0: yeah, so that dates me. You know, I, I I do like that. And what is you know, Polly Shore? He's one of my favorites. Okay, we're already getting off topic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're talking classic co- comedies now. This is a horror podcast, and we're talking classic comedies. What the fuck's wrong with us? Okay, so John it's Linguizamo a me, Mario. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. John Linguazamo as Luigi. Everyone, oh here we go. Okay. Jesus! Everyone good already Lord. shut it off. Everyone, shut this fucking podcast off already. All right, gonna get back on track because we were worried this movie, like this whole podcast, was gonna be off track because we started making notes and we're like trying to find anything bad and we were struggling. But first, uh, you can watch this movie on HBO Max uh, for a measly $69.99 a month with an ad every two minutes. So pretty affordable, pretty good. Yeah, actually, recently they upped the they upped the rate because of The Last of Us, the series coming out. So I see what they did there. So the menu, it's about, um, okay, not a young couple. So it's about a bunch of rich people traveling to a remote island to eat in an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared prepared a lavish meal with some shocking surprises. That's the synopsis of this movie. And that synopsis does not do this movie Any justice whatsoever. So, with that in mind, let me throw my timer on. This movie, like we seriously could go on for 60 minutes about this thing, but per usual, we'd like to keep it under 30. So, with that in mind, take it away, Corey.
1: So, you and I briefly talked about this earlier before we started recording that the menu is easily probably one of the best movies that came out in 2022. Um, It completely flew under the radar somehow it completely bombed in theaters. I don't understand I mean I can understand why. I mean the menu and the the synopsis of the movie really doesn't I don't know make you want to watch it, I guess.
0: Mhm. Yeah, it doesn't make you want to watch it. It's like with a a description like that, a synopsis like that, you think it's some sort of Miramax bullshit, like some artsy fartsy film where okay, people are going to go to like a, you know, a lavish restaurant and like you know, things are going to happen, and, like, there's going to be some sort of drama. No. No? Like, that couldn't be further from the truth. Yes, this movie bombed at the box office, but you know what else bombed at the box office? Fight Club and Donnie Darko and all these amazing movies bombed at the box office because probably bad promotion. Like, advertising was bad, Um, you know, bad uh, you know, description of how the movie is. So, like, these movies... Though they bomb at the box office doesn't mean they're bad by any means. And in the case of the menu, in our opinion, we both come to this conclusion this movie is not bad
1: at all. No, I mean it's it amazes me that it, it bombed as as hard as it did. Um, you know, I again we're gonna talk about the music. I mean, the music was absolutely incredible. Um, whoever the composer was for this movie deserves a fucking award because I, I, after the movie ended, I just wanted to listen to the music again, you know, and I, I do have the vinyl pre-ordered. So hopefully some, someday soon I'll have that in hand and I will get to listen to it on repeat. Um, you know, it, it's funny too, because
0: literally after you finished watching the movie, you were like, oh, I wish there was like a, you know, a score for this thing on vinyl. And did, wasn't it like announced a half hour later? Yeah. Waxworks announced it like a half hour later. So perfect timing. Cause yeah. you love collecting, you know, vinyls. I would love to yeah. collect them too. I have no way of playing them though. I mean, we talked about this. I have the speakers. I just don't have the setup. When I get my own house, I'll have a nice vinyl setup and we, you know, I could listen to music, but right now don't really have the space for it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, for some reason, like I know we talked about this before Disney movies. I'm a big fan of Disney movies and horror movies just have the best music to me. Um, yeah. It's just soothing and scary at the same time, you know? Absolutely. I mean,
0: Hey, one of my favorite Disney songs of all time is "Arabian Nights" from Aladdin. So you know, uh, great scores, great like great music all over. Uh, but in this case, yes, the menu's score was fantastic. Um, what I loved about this movie, like actually, you know what, let's go back real quick about how this technically is a bomb. So it made thirty38 million give or take at the theater with a budget of thirty-five million. So in like uh, in the movie industry, that's actually considered a bomb because it's such a low return on their investment. So, I mean, it's technically a bomb. I mean, people probably be like, "Well, they made three million dollars, but you know, still not enough." However, this movie I can almost guarantee is going to make its money back in streaming because it's blowing up on social media at the moment.
1: It is, and the fact that like it, it has a stacked cast. Um, the cast is pretty pretty large, and like we were talking about before, Anya Taylor Joy is she's going to be a star in this genre. Um, She's been in a few films so far. I can't remember really off the top of my head, which, but.
0: Oh, she was actually in Split. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. She was in Split, which obviously we know. Fantastic. She was also in, uh, what was the other one? It was like, it was the combination. Of, oh, Mr. Glass. Yeah. Okay. So yep. it was, yeah. She was also in One Night in Soho, which I loved as well. Did you see that one?
1: I did not watch that. That was the Netflix one, right? Um, is it on Netflix? I think it's on HBO Max as well. Okay. So oh yeah, she was I in the witch
0: out. oh that's right she was in the witch so, yeah she's kind of like your new scream queen
1: yeah she guys do more stuff like this maybe I hope she does gets into like slashes and stuff too did you notice yeah, that wouldn't... um speaking of actors and stuff this Ralph Fiennes guy did you did you know that he plays Voldemort in Harry Potter I did not know that
0: and it's I feel like an asshole for not knowing that I don't know why like I should have known that I feel like that's something I should have known but. I'm also not a massive Harry Potter guy. I just oh I don't know why just, are we I, friends. I know. I, I I don't know why we're friends. I don't know. <laughs> like I should literally be just written off entirely. My girlfriend's written me off already. We broke up. I guess a second ago when I told her that I don't like Harry Potter. Kind of sucks. Not happy about. Good. it, But I'm glad. I, I guess I guess I deserve it.
1: Yeah, you deserve everything that comes to you for that bullshit.
0: Yeah, I know. I I deserve it. You know, but it's um. Yeah, it is what it is. You know, I, I guess I'll just uh, be left alone to my devices and go and hang out in a cave and uh, fuck myself.
1: Fuck yourself and, and watch all the Harry Potter movies and then maybe we'll allow you to come back.
0: Yeah, a lot, you know, down the river too. You know, just I might as well just call it a day.
1: So while you're off fucking yourself, these people <laughs> are going to a fancy island, this restaurant here um to have a meal that is going to cost them was it like I believe it was like $1200 a plate or something and they have no idea what they're going to be eating pish posh jump change i've spent that kind of money before on meals yeah well okay, okay. that's
0: not true that's not yeah that's not true that's not true at all i like, think the most i've ever spent on a freaking fancy meal was like $300
1: the 300 but, was that in vegas
0: yeah it was probably in vegas i was you know it was a fancy steak some rare wine and sides 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 kind of like in wolf of wall street you spend like $20,000 on sides you know i'm not fucking going anywhere <laughs> <laughs> fucking i'm not leaving i'm not fucking leaving Oh, so <laughs> good but classic yeah. leo say again a classic leo yeah classic leo that movie oh god yeah you know a little bit long but overall fantastic fantastic movie but uh 1250 a plate apparently uh, that's fine with them no problem um You know, they just, yeah, they go to a remote island. They go for like this fancy meal. And yeah, like I said, you think it's going to be some sort of weird artsy fartsy movie. And it's like, that's probably why people didn't know what the hell they were getting into. I mean, you look at the cover and it looks like just a bunch of people about to eat fucking dinner. You don't know whether it's like a vampire type movie or some sort of weird artistic movie or, or anything and i think that's where what was happening there was a lot of misconception about this movie and what it would be and how to market it and all this stuff and because i don't think they wanted to give too much away because so much started happening this movie constantly built tension upon tension upon like throughout the whole thing unreal like I was watching it, and I was, like, completely honed into that movie. We didn't even need to take notes. In my opinion, I could just go off and start talking about this movie and rave about it
1: nonstop. Yeah, I, I we probably didn't need to do this at all, but it, it is what it is. Got to kind of try and keep it on the rails. Yeah, and it's not even a script. It's not like we're, like,
0: talking about things verbatim. It's literally just making sure that we're on track here. Not We're not going off the rails talking about the pest or... Wolf of Wall Street, all of this already happened. I mean, fuck, whatever. I mean, it is what it is.
1: Hey, hey, but guess what? What? This is the first episode where there's no dead people, dead kids. Let's go.
0: Finally, no dead kids. Oh, God. You know, but I feel like a lot of these movies we've been reviewing, there's got to be something tying them all together. Like, uh, I, but I think in this place, like in this place, I think in this place, we actually broke that tradition. We
1: finally did it. We're, uh, we're normal after all.
0: Yeah, I know. This is like the, uh, you know, Halloween three of our podcast.
1: What? Like season of the witch Halloween three. Yeah. Uh.
0: (laughs) but (laughs) no, it's good. Like we can just, we're raving about this whole fucking movie. Like, I mean, we're not raving about like season of the wish, but you get what I'm saying? Completely different. All the other movies we're talking about dead kids. Apparently this one. Nope. None of that. no sex scenes either. You're right. Yep. No sex scenes, no shower scenes, no dead kids. Just this movie was pure tension all the way through. And it just, like I said, it kept building and building. And I think that's where like horror is great because this is technically a horror movie or like a suspense movie, but I feel a thriller, uh, thrillers and horrors tend to go really hand in hand because it's like scaring you. It's like getting that heart, you know, the heart going and stuff. And you're really just like, you're really in it.
1: It never really lets up either. I mean, the first, I don't even really know as far as time goes, but the beginning of the movie, you kind of feel like it's normal. Like they're just at some fancy restaurant, you know, having, having a nice meal.
0: Yeah. And, and then I, did, I found myself like, as I'm watching this movie and you know what, we went into this movie, not knowing anything. I didn't see a trailer. My girlfriend didn't see a trailer. We're just like, we saw that Anya Taylor-Joy was in it and we're like, fuck it. Why not? Let's go check it out. And I haven't done that. In so long, where I just go into a movie completely blind, not even seeing a single trailer, not like reading anything about it. And I was completely surprised at how much I loved this movie. The whole time with that tension, I felt my heart racing, wondering what the hell is going to happen next. I had ideas of what was going to happen next, but it was crazy to see it actually happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, things slowly unfolded. And then, so one of my favorite things about the movie was. Each course, the way each course was like, I guess you could say presented how, you know, before course one, it showed like that, that screen with like, it tells you what's in each course. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I I just, it just looks like really nice. And then chef serves the meal.
0: Yeah. And it's set up. Like the, like the, like each scene. So it didn't need to have exact, uh, like it didn't necessarily need to carry over all the way through because it could be like, this is the next scene. This fucking bullshit happens. And then this is the next scene, This bullshit happens. But this whole movie carried all the way through. And I loved that the chef, uh, played by Ralph Fiennes, uh, would always clap his hand to get everyone's attention and everyone would just stop. And he would have to tell these stories based on these meals and, yeah, they were ridiculous meals. My favorite was the uh, the breadless bread plate, which is like all the ingredients that people would have to eat. Uh, and, you know, that pissed off a lot of people in that, uh, that scene.
1: Uh, mine would have to be the mess. And the mess is probably the part where shit hits the fan.
0: Mm-hmm. Because oh, yeah.
1: That's where it starts really going into overdrive. You see them lay the tarp down and then they put those fancy like centerpieces around the edge of the tarp and then. He has one of his chefs come out and it tells a story and then fucking gun in the mouth, blood brains everywhere. Yep. And the
0: funny thing about this, yeah, funny thing about this. That, Hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, God. Okay. So the funny thing is Nicholas Holt, we've seen him in everything. And, you know, he's been in, I remember seeing him back in the, day, like in About a Boy and like he was in, um, he ben. was in Mad Max: Fury Road, and now he's in like that new movie with Nicolas Cage that's kind of eluding me at the moment. Um, yeah, Renfield, I think. Yeah, vampire he's in the, one. Yeah, yeah, he's in the vampire one with Nicolas Cage. and I think it's called Renfield. So, uh, so X Men too. Uh, Don't forget X Men. Oh yeah, that's right. He was in X Men. I forgot about that. He was, yeah, he's uh, all was in, Cyclops. Like, yeah, he was. That's true. He's all over the place. He's in like fucking everything now. So, um, so the the guy's presenting the mess. And, you know, the chef is saying how this sous cook, uh, I'm sorry, sous chef. Um, he's, he wants to be like Ralph Fine's character and, you know, and he's never going to meet, reach that level. And like, he's not happy with his life and all this. And, you know, the sous chef, he acknowledges that he acknowledges that, you know, he's not as good. He's not going to be anywhere as good as, you know, the head chef. And so. Like there's that tarp on the ground, that plastic tarp, and they put, like, all this fancy stuff. And then they announce that the the dish is called the mess. And that sous chef, you know, blows his brains out. And the crazy thing is Nicholas Holt's character, who's in everything these days, he's watching and he's not even phased. He's like, I see the beauty behind it, you know, and he's, like, super excited to eat the meal. And he's like, this is brilliant. And everyone else is freaking out. He's just like, he's so excited just to be there and watch this loony sea happen. everyone's freaking out. And in my opinion, a lot of the times Tyler, which is played by Nicholas Holt, Tyler was feeling the show at how absurd he was.
1: You're right. And like, I think a lot of it was too, as he was an aspiring chef and he looked up to this Rob Fine's character. Um, he, like you said, he wanted to be like him. So I, I feel like he was also kind of, um, I don't know, nervous to act indifferent towards the whole thing because he didn't want to spoil his learning experience.
0: Yeah, which is funny because, yeah, that's a whole learning experience and like like getting to speak with that chef and everything, knowing, though, that everyone at that dinner will die later. So it's almost like he's not corrupted, but it's almost like that cult-like mentality where you don't care. You just want to be there. You want to be in the presence of that chef and you will do whatever they say. And I think he's in that kind of mentality. It doesn't even matter. He's so infatuated with that chef that he just wants to be there and be accepted by him and talk to him and learn from him, even though he's going to die later.
1: So did we ever find out why there was that group of bros flexing their dick size the whole time to try to get whatever they wanted from like the waitress where they were trying to get bread that one time and they we like, don't you know who we are? Because I don't remember finding out why they threw that quote out.
0: Well, I think we did. So the, the freaking yabros hanging out at the, uh, the table, like making those stupid demands saying, do you know who we are? Uh, the owner of the restaurant, like not, is not Ralph finds character. It's a, uh, or the chef, we'll just call him the chef going forward. Uh, it's not the chef's character. It's the investor, like the angel investor of the restaurant and that angel investor owns like i think a tech company those guys work for and they're money laundering it. and they like they think they have all this power because the angel investor is their boss so they think that like oh okay we're special here we can do whatever because our boss owns the place and they're making it seem like they're more important than they really are when really it's the boss that owns it and they have no say in anything they're just employees
1: okay so that's that's why they were trying to flex a little bit
0: Yeah, that's why they were flexing their dicks. Chef had a
1: little dirt on him.
0: Oh, he definitely did. Actually, he had dirt on everyone in the restaurant except for Anya Taylor Joy's character, who, which I thought was funny, that she's from Brockton, Massachusetts. Of all places, Brockton isn't that close to you? Yeah, it's not too far from me. I'd say probably about an hour, maybe less, give or take. But I thought it was such a random place. You know, you think, oh, Boston, Massachusetts, maybe New York, whatever. But Brockton, Mass. Not something you hear every day. But, um, so she was a random like person that went on that, uh, you know, on the trip to the Island because it was Tyler's date. So I'm Taylor joy's character. Um, she was actually brought on this trip by Tyler, uh, because Tyler's girlfriend broke up with him. So he wanted to have the girlfriend experience and bring someone with her and uh, bring someone with him. And, uh, so she went now, she was a last minute addition so they didn't have any information on her. They had information on everyone else, which leads to the scene with the tortillas. I don't know if you want to take over with that. I'm
1: honestly having a brain cramp right now on the tortillas. Okay,
0: I'll continue. So with the tortilla scene, this is where like he, he used a laser etched uh, device to, right. to create all these images on the tortillas. So... The tortilla for the Yabros, I'll say that. I'm going to call them Yabros because they're, I don't know, they're friggin' dingleberries. And they're like, you know who we are. But what the chef did was laser etched the financials for these guys um, laundering money, basically, through, like, I think, uh, you know, Swiss bank accounts, whatever. That kind of deal. And he was able to show those records on those tortillas. And then he's also showing, um, like, other things that people did wrong on these tortillas. So Tyler's was taking photos of the food when it was forbidden to take photos of the food. And then John Linguazano's John character, the actor, um, he was printed Doctor, like uh, Paging Dr. Sunshine or whatever, uh, that movie on the tortillas. So there was like a few things on the tortillas that were alluding to things that they've done wrong. The older couple,
1: that, wasn't the older couple, the husbands was like him with another woman?
0: Yep. And the funny thing is that other woman was, was,
1: it was Anya Taylor-Joy's character.
0: Yep. So uh, that was a pure coincidence, I think, Um, you know, just shit luck for that guy. But it was funny because, you know, they didn't have anything on her. And so they couldn't print anything on the tortillas for her. But it kind of like connected all the bad stuff that everyone was doing that the chef hated. And he was bringing it to their attention for his his dish of Taco Tuesday. Which and has now become basically a meme all over social media. The whole
1: movie's a meme.
0: Yep, the whole movie's a meme. Uh like between the Taco Tuesday and uh, what's the saying that um, the waitress gives? It's the uh, you will. What is it? You will eat less than you desire and more than you deserve. Oh yeah, she she whispered that into one of the Yabros' ear. Yep, she <laughs> in the Yabros' ear. She <laughs> whispered that into their ears and like honestly incredible like saying incredible if you think about it that just that speaks volumes yeah that, that one phrase. that one really
1: resonated me after she said that yeah it's because that was also right after I think after the mess
0: yeah I think it was after the mess it was um yeah the like that's when it really started getting crazy was after the mess or or was it actually was it after the mess because that's when shit started getting real no I think it was before the mess was it okay yeah okay so So, yeah, right before the mess, they're introducing the Taco Tuesday, the the fucking meme moment that's happening. And that's when she's like, you know, you will eat less than you can desire and more than you can deserve. Or or, I'm sorry, I'm getting that backwards. You will eat more than you deserve and less than you desire. Oh, getting that whole thing mixed up. And that's when she said you will eat less than you desire and more than you deserve. Oh, my God. I was like, it's fucking written right there. It's written right there. I'm getting the whole thing. I'm leaving that in because people can hear my stupid lunacy of me trying to figure out what the hell is saying was when well, I'm making things way more difficult than myself, yeah. like then I need you. I didn't fucking write that down for
1: my health, dude. I did not
0: write that down for my health. I, you wrote it down for me because I'm a fucking hot mess express. <laughs> Apparently it took us fucking all day to record this fucking podcast. Yeah. All day to record this single fucking line. I probably would have gone on for the, you if you didn't stop me or I didn't read that, I probably would have gone on for the next half hour. No, what is it? Is it this? Is it that? I don't know. Is it this? I would have gone on that whole time.
1: Just a so, fucking Daffy Duck over here.
0: Yeah. Just ongoing, nonstop lunacy. But there was a lot of great quotes in this movie. Uh, so there was
1: the other quote, uh, what the chef said. What was it, Corey? It wasn't cod, you donkey. It was halibut yes that's that's gordon that's some gordon ramsay shit
0: oh yeah because he was like interrogating uh the older couple and because the older couple couldn't name a single dish even though they've been to that restaurant numerous times and so this is when he was pointing out that people just don't appreciate you know what they have
1: you know and that's another thing man why do some of these people choose to come back to this fucking place some of them have been multiple times
0: yeah, I think maybe they've gone because it's a bougie dinner. And I don't, because I don't think everyone's being killed every single time. I think this is one of those times where the chef was like, he was just fed up with serving people. And I think that's what happened is like he was serving all these people and like some of them have been there before and they just don't give a shit. They just, they see a fancy meal and they take it for granted. And he's like, you know, he's more than about that. He likes, like, he wants to serve people. And have them enjoy the meal. But a lot of these people, they were just eating it and they're not even really thinking about it. And I think that's one thing that just drove him to insanity was that people just weren't like appreciating what's being given to them.
1: I mean, I can see that, but I can also, I I still don't understand why people choose to come back because there's no way some of this shit doesn't happen every time.
0: Oh, no, I agree. Um, Also... At $1,250 per plate, a six-course meal, I don't think I can afford that. I'm, that's too rich for my blood. This podcast doesn't make enough money yet.
1: You hear that, guys? You need to uh, start sponsoring this podcast so we can go to the island and have some some fucking meals. Exactly. HBO Max, we need your help. You know what? Just, uh, throw us a few bucks our way. You know? I mean, we're
0: reviewing the menu. It's great. We're, we're, we're bringing your numbers up. You're going to make
1: some of that money back you lost on this piece of shit podcast. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah well i don't we get we get a decent amount of listeners and uh who knows maybe they have no idea what the menu is and we're just like dude do that you need to check this out this is fucking great this is an amazing movie you're missing out and who knows maybe we'll get a few extra streams maybe they get a penny off it something
1: so let's let's get back here and talk about tyler how did the chef convince tyler to hang himself
0: oh my god This is, um, this is interesting because Tyler, like we discussed earlier, is that Tyler was so into this chef and like, he wanted to talk to him. He like idolized him. And the chef saw that The chef saw that Tyler was being ridiculous and picking out like the little things that was in the chef's tea and all this. And he decided to call Tyler up for what might be my favorite dish of the whole movie, which was Tyler's bullshit. And Tyler's bullshit was undercooked lamb, shallots, uh, and a couple other things in a pot. And obviously the chef shit on it like crazy. He said it was like, you know, the worst thing he's
1: ever had. And yeah, and he he forced him to cook.
0: Yeah, he forced him to cook. Oh, Oh. okay, Shallots, get him some shallots, everyone. You know, and he's like, he's really just laying into him. He's like, you think it's done? He's like, yeah, it's done. It's done. And And he had it. It was fucking raw, you know, so. But the thing is, he then whispered into Tyler's ear something that no one has an idea what is even said. It, it's kind of like um, the movie Lost in Translation with Bill Murray, uh, where he whispers something into um, the girl's ear, and no one knows what he said. And that's kind of like the same deal here. I even put subtitles on. We've already discussed how I'm not really a fan of subtitles when it comes to, like, you know, uh, movies overseas because I just can't I I mean I don't know Korean I don't know Japanese all this so we put it on and I wanted to see if it came up with something and it said inaudible whistling oh, I'm sorry, inaudible whispering I was like come on like so mad because I want to know what he said because he said something that really set Tyler over the edge and I, and Tyler unalived himself
1: I wonder if he was just literally like go kill yourself
0: yeah maybe something like you're like you'll never be nothing you might as well kill yourself now it before you can even deserve the last meal it could have been stop something like that
1: we don't know but so so do you think that when um anya joyous anya taylor joyous character was asking for a cheeseburger do you think the cheeseburger was made of tyler because i do
0: <laughs> it's possible oh my god could you imagine because i know she saw tyler hanging and so she was aware of that. But what if that was the last thing where, like, he took Tyler meat and he just served it to Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. That would be wild because that would be the last, you know, fuck you from the chef uh, in regards to, like, his dishes. And like, I think that would have been awesome. But, but none of us know. Because the movie did end like a fucking million bucks,
1: but we'll get to that. He lets her go. Like he makes Margot the cheeseburger and then he just lets her go. Like that was his kryptonite or something like because she all she wanted was a cheeseburger.
0: Yep. And actually, we just ran out of time, but I don't give a shit. We're going to keep talking about this. And you know what? If it goes over, sorry, this movie's too good to stop talking about.
1: I agree, Steve. It's, it's, this,
0: is, this may be one of the podcasts where it's like, okay, we're going over. We just we can't stop raving about it. And you know what I loved? What I absolutely loved about that scene was everything came full circle for the chef. It's almost like he became a good guy at the end. And hear me out on this. Because he started his career in cooking cooking by working at a like a burger place fast food place whatever and like he would make burgers and then when you w- when she went into his bedroom she saw that photo of him uh, you know in the newspaper working at the the burger place and during the movie the chef said that you know he was complaining how people don't like appreciate what they get and you know in that he's making food and he wants people to enjoy the food and he's lost that like He's, he's lost that, um, shit. What is it? What am I trying to say? He's lost his passion for cooking food because people just take it and turn it into shit, you know? And it's like, they don't actually enjoy it. So now Anya Taylor-Joy, her character demands a cheeseburger saying she doesn't like his food. And, you know, she's saying to him, you don't cook with love. You cook with, um, shit. What does she say? Like, you don't, what is it? Like, I think it's like, you don't cook with love. You cook with a obsession. That's it. So Anya Taylor-Joy says she doesn't like his food. She then says, you don't cook with love. You cook with obsession. And it like really stuck out to the chef. Like, And she's like, I want something different. And he's like, you know, what do you, What would you like? She wants a cheeseburger. And he's like, I'll make you the best cheeseburger you've ever had. Or make it seem like it's the first cheeseburger you ever had. And then, you know, he makes it as that supplementary meal for her. And you can tell how happy he was When he made that for her and how she actually enjoyed it. So that's what he's been wanting for ages was for people to actually enjoy his food again. But he was putting out this stuff that was like super bougie and people didn't even give a shit. They didn't care.
1: Yeah, he when she started enjoying that cheeseburger and he smirked, that was pretty awesome. Like that little smile he gave was the first time in the movie and probably the only time in the movie that he's happy.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what he just wanted. He wanted to bring the joy back to cooking, and he lost that joy because uh, you know, like I said, people took it for granted, was taking his food for granted, and she was simply happy with him making something that started his career in like the cooking industry was a simple cheeseburger, American cheese, French fries, the basics, and I think that when he had that smirk. You can tell, like it all kind of came full circle.
1: And he basically, at that point, too, forgives her for, because he had his own cabin off on the side of the property, off the side of the restaurant, which she breaks off and goes into. And he finds out about it and kind of forgives her for that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's because, uh, yeah, he was pissed off at her for breaking into his cabin. But after hearing that, he was um
1: he was just happy. Yeah, you know, he it, he was happy. And then he decided to serve dessert. Yeah, the best fucking dessert Oh,
0: like the dessert, it's, it reminded me something out of Midsummer, because, or Midsommar, however you want to pronounce it, where at the end of Midsommar, you know, that you have that pyramid looking building, the guy's in the bear suit and he's burning alive, right? This one, he, the final dish is dessert and he turns everyone into a
1: fucking s'more. The little party hats that he gave them all that ended up being chocolate.
0: <laughs> the oh. chocolate party hats. I want a chocolate party hat. Where the fuck can I get one of those? Oh my oh, god. Like, god! it was fantastic because you know they're all wearing like this vest of marshmallows, the chocolate party hat, uh, and clearly, hey. and you know what they have is they have uh, the breadcrumbs. I'm sorry, not breadcrumbs. The ginger uh, bread. No, what is what? Graham my... crackers. Graham crackers. God damn. Graham crackers. I know, I'm think. I don't know, I'm all over the place with fucking food, I love food. But you know what a fucking s'more is, you old man? I clearly not, I don't know what it is, clearly, but they fucking, they put um, graham cracker all over the floor, and they make it like this bougie looking thing, and like the chef, he, because, you know, he's got the asbestos hands, basically, from years of holding hot plates and dishes, and it doesn't bother him, he reaches into the oven and grabs coal. And he goes into like the middle of the room where they put all sorts of flammable stuff, including, you know, the fucking marshmallow vests and the chocolate hats, and he drops the coal and the place goes a blade.
1: Meanwhile, you have Margot who has since escaped and she's stolen a boat and she's sitting in the middle of the ocean eating her cheeseburger, watching the restaurant just go up in flames from a distance. Y-
0: yep and i'm sure he was happy he would have been happy with that because she, yes she took her burger to go he was happy to see her enjoy it and i'm sure that if we saw her enjoying it from afar he would have been just as happy even if it was fucking microwaved and heated up but this movie in my opinion uh, like you know what what would you give it zero out of five.
1: Oh, this is a five for me easy it was original it was like we talked about earlier the music the the cast the subject matter because i fucking love food you like food steve i fucking love food
0: we've already established this i love my i love all sorts of food especially fast food apparently uh i eat a lot of that bullshit but, but yeah this uh, movie it, but yeah, yeah i was perfect yeah this movie i thought was perfect i'm giving it a five out of five as well and uh i, I this is the first for us this is the first for us to say this is a perfect movie in our opinions because the tension throughout the whole movie just kept building and building with an awesome payoff at the end and it was an original movie i've never seen a story like this the score was fantastic the the acting was fantastic everything about this movie like i loved i when i saw it a second time i loved it i could watch it again and again and i would still love it i don't think this is a movie i would get sick of
1: i agree with you i'm gonna i'm gonna have to give it a couple more watches for sure this this will be on the top of my list as you know, favorite of all time.
0: Yeah, this, um, I can guarantee, you, like, I know for certainty that this movie is arguably my favorite movie of 2022. And it's a goddamn shame that this movie bombed and no one saw it until Twitter figured it out that this movie dropped on HBO Max and it's incredible. I'm like, welcome to the party, pal. Right? God, like, yeah, you know, and I don't blame them. Because I think the marketing for this movie was just awful. They didn't know how to market it because it was it was a thriller. It was a horror. It was like all these things. And it's it's hard to market a movie like that. So for this kind of movie to reach a wide audience, it's not easy. They probably had a bunch of competition too. So I think Barbarian made it, maybe came out relatively around the same time. And I think it may have still been in theaters, which is a crazy horror movie in itself. And there were a few other movies. So I think it maybe just struggled a little bit.
1: It just it just struggled because, like you said, the marketing wasn't really there for it. Like, honestly, I think I told you earlier that I was invited to go see it in theaters when it first came out. And I had by my aunt and I had no interest in going to see it because I just thought it was a movie about food. Like, I didn't know there was that additional element to it. Exactly. And chef, you know, killing. You know, it it just it was a lot different than
0: I thought it was going to be. Exactly. And that's kind of what I'm getting at. Is they didn't know how to market this movie. Even you, like you're a big movie buff. You've you watch movies all the time. I mean, you review them on Letterbox. We have this podcast where we review horror movies. I mean, you are a movie lover. For you to just be like, "No, I think I'm good. I don't think I'm going to watch it." Go like shows you like, you know, loud and clear leaps and bounds that this movie was marketed so bad. It was. And that's Definitely why it bombed, but people yeah, are absolutely. catching on to it now. And I'm glad they are. You know, this is a movie that deserves to be watched, and I think it's going to go down as an instant classic, and people are going to be talking about it for years because it's just it's so unique, and I loved it. I loved everything about it.
1: Yeah, and now people get to pay out the ass to go watch it on HBO Max.
0: That, that's on them. You know, they wanted to sign yep. up for HBO Max to pay for uh, Last of Us, the series, and hey, they jacked up the cost, and... That I don't like, but I know why they did it. Hey, I think back in the day, HBO did the same thing for The Sopranos. So it happens.
1: Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah. I watched that on, I was getting DVDs from Netflix to watch that when they were still doing DVDs. Oh my God. They
0: still do, by the way. Oh, really? I was, uh, yeah, I was signed up for Netflix on DVDs, uh, actually, Blu-rays. I upgraded to Blu-rays for a while and uh, I stopped doing it because I had like, the deer hunter just hanging out in my room. I didn't even have a chance to watch it. And it was just sitting there doing nothing. I'm like, okay, I got to get rid of the like the Blu-ray version because it's costing me an extra like $10 a month or something.
1: Stupid. Dude, Joanne and I were like, the other day, we were in the basement cleaning it out and like organizing a little bit. And I found a Blu-ray copy of Netflix in those paper envelopes of, um, what was it, Super 8? Oh my God, wow. How long have you yeah. had that, fucker? I don't even know when that came out.
0: Are you even? Are you still paying for that? Then, if you still have it, maybe they either a charged you for
1: the movie or b like you're still paying on that. No, nah, it's no. Nah, they they forgot about me. Yeah, you're usually pretty good about canceling that shit, anyways. It Came out in 2011,
0: so I've had it for a while. My God, yeah, that's uh, you've had it for a hot minute then. So yeah, but, don't listen oh, to this you, Netflix. Yeah, don't Netflix. Don't worry about it. You know, we're talking about HBO Max. Maybe if you put out something good, we'll review it. But there is one other thing I wanted to bring up because this is... Uh, you and I had a very good laugh at this earlier. And it's, like, the director, he... like Okay, I'm going to find him. Okay, Mark Mylod Directed Ali G in the house. Mark Mylod directed Ali G in the house, which is hysterical. Okay, so he's known for, like, just directing, I don't know, like, shows. Whoa, like, a shameless. lot of entourage. Yeah, entourage, shameless, stuff like that. And then he puts out... The menu, which is a fucking masterpiece. So, um yeah, I mean, guess that's what he's mostly known for: is TV shows on, you know, premium uh channels. He but made. He,
1: looking at his IMDb, he made so much shit.
0: Yeah, it, he didn't make a lot of good stuff. I mean, he made a few episodes of United States of Tara, uh, Entourage. Let's see, Minority Report, which I'm sure that fucking ended real quick. Real quick, miniseries. That's yeah, okay,
1: uh, Shameless miniseries because it got canceled after one yeah episode. oh did it oh god well oh, i don't know i'm going by that i'm i'm thinking it did succession
0: which is uh you know it's been on for a hot minute but it looks like this is really the only movie to his credit uh, everything yeah. else is like tv movie or tv series well game
1: of thrones kind of counts i guess
0: oh yeah game of thrones those freaking movie like those episodes no they're, they're movies they're freaking an hour and a half long and something some bullshit but yeah, he directed Ali G in the House. Oh, okay. So there's that movie. I'm sorry. So that movie, which I guess we'll count it, but yeah, hasn't had really much of a great uh, list of uh,
1: movies and stuff, except for Ali G in the House. Hopefully, after this one, he gets a little more traction as a director, a film director, anyway.
0: I hope so too, because he deserves it for this movie. This movie's incredible. But all right, we are, like I said, we are over time, but this movie. Five out of five, perfect score. Great movie. Can't say anything bad about it. Honestly, it's I could talk about it for another half hour. It, like I'm gonna watch it again and shit. I would love to do a revision episode. I don't even care. Whatever.
1: Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of cool. A Couple months yeah. down the line, do it again.
0: Yeah, uh, like uh, what a director's cut type deal. Be like, yeah, we're gonna do a longer version of this
1: and we'll talk about it for fucking two hours or something. We're gonna like have to sell later. that episode on our on our Patreon though.
0: Oh, yeah, we'll get a Patreon and uh, we'll sell it and people will be like, "Oh, I really want to hear about this movie. But by that time, probably everyone's watched a movie and uh, they don't need to hear from us about it. But, we'll, have to, you know, we'll, we'll monetize it that way. There we go. That's how we can make our money. That's how, uh, you know, we can build this podcast up a little bit or we get sponsorships from HBO Max. I don't know. <laughs> Just putting it out there. All right with that in mind everyone thank you so much for listening to 30 screams or less be sure to check us out on social media uh we're on twitter at social me be sure to check us out on social media we're on twitter at 30 screams or less youtube youtube.com slash 30 screams or less uh we're on facebook as well facebook.com slash 30 screams or less you can also check out our website 30 screams or less.com and uh if there's anything you want us to see and review uh, be sure to mention us, leave a comment, or you can send us an email to 30 less at gmail.com and let us know the movie you want to watch and where we can find it. But with that in mind, everyone, I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. And thank you for listening to 30 Screams or Less.